Woo. Ooh. We're going to level 10. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, that's hot. Taste of your own medicine right now. <laughs> no, that's pretty bad, actually. Hey, what's up? My name is Andre Jack. I'm joined with my co-host, Jen Kramer, and our guest, Joshua Mayo. And welcome to the show inside Asana. As it gets hotter, the questions will get spicier, and we will go through five levels. By level five, Joshua will feel... What like feels like 500 degrees on your body, so it's gonna be intense. See okay. if you can make it. We'll see. Will he survive? I'm Will nervous. he make it to the I'm end? Very nervous. We'll see. We can you make it. This. All right. Joshua, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you for having me. Seriously, yeah. It's a pleasure. Yeah, man. I reached out and I was like, he's probably not gonna be able to come over, but you did, dude. That was really I nice. made the trip. For yeah. Sure. For this, thank for you. this, I made the trip. All yeah. the way from North Carolina yes. here to Vegas. Yes. So We're for people who are not aware of who you are, give us a quick overview of what you do. I'm a YouTuber. In the Sweet. personal finance. Good talk. Peace out. Yeah, I'm a YouTuber in the personal finance uh, space, and I just make content. Really. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's nothing too fancy. When people ask me you know, if, I, if I go like some more professional. Um, like I'm getting this tattoo removed. Oh, and so like when I went in there, wait, show show everyone what it looks like. Mm, I don't want to talk about. All right. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I went in there, and uh, one of the questions is, "What's your occupation?" And it's like, "What do I do? Yeah, do I just put YouTuber? Like that sounds so childish and immature, like content creator. Okay, but it's just I'm a YouTuber. Like that's what it is. Yeah. So, so that's what I do. Nice. So yeah. when people ask you what it is you do, you just say you're a YouTuber, basically. Okay, and they're like, yeah. "What kind of YouTube videos do you make?" You're like. Finance, finance. Check me out, Joshua Mayo. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Okay, yeah. uh, I so, guess an interesting place to start might be with your backstory. Mm -hmm. So you grew up in the Detroit area, yes. and something that I found really interesting as I was researching and prep for our sauna session oh, here gosh. today is that you grew up in Detroit. Mm -hmm. You lived in government subsidized housing. Mm -hmm. so you, you didn't grow up with a lot of money. Nope. And when you were in eighth grade, you moved to a wealthier community. Yes. And I believe I heard you say on another podcast, you lived in a trailer park, but in this wealthy community. Yeah. So you yeah. really were exposed to both sides. You, yeah. you were exposed to a lot. And so how did that shape you into who you are? Um, I think it had everything to do with who I am, for sure. Um, so I grew up in Detroit and my mom, it, it was, it wasn't technically Section 8, but it was like uh, government subsidized housing. And so it wasn't called Section 8, it wasn't labeled as that, but you only pay for what you can afford. And so it basically is Section 8. Um, and uh, yeah, we, had, we were on food stamps and we went to some of the worst schools in the country. And um, the schools were so bad that like there, there was like metal de detectors at the front doors. Like you have to walk through a metal de detector wow. to, to get into school. Because kids would bring, you know, weapons to school. Right. And so you just had to, they had to play it safe and do that. And uh, always fights, lots of gang stuff. And I, I've always been the, like the way that I am. And so me being at this school, I'm like this like nerdy little kid who doesn't try and be something that I'm not. Right. And so obviously these other kids saw that. And so that, I got bullied all the time, dude. Like all the time. Well, and I've, you... I've never talked about this, but I'm, <laughs> the heat's the heat's making it come on already. So yeah, I got well, bullied Were you so a much. big kid growing up or were you kind of small? I was Is very it... small compared to most kids. Okay. Uh, my brother Can relate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. super, super small. Um, I, I, I gained most of my weight <clears throat> like when I was 25. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my brothers were both big. They both played sports. I was not that kid. I didn't, I tried to play sports, but I wasn't good. And so I would just be sitting in my room uh, painting 
Mo- uh, listening to like Vivaldi, Mozart. Like, what? I, was, I was like that artsy That's kid. Cool. That was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Always like building stuff. And so, yeah, it's like, and the kids saw that. Like they saw that I was different. I wasn't doing like what they were doing. And so I got bullied a ton uh, growing up. And then we moved to a small town called Lake Orion where you go and like the, the average median salary is like 15000 all the way to, you know, in Lake Orion, it's like 300000 is the, the oh, average wow. median salary. And so it was a huge culture shock. Um, what's weird though is that like when I moved to Lake Orion, like I was way more accepted than I was like ever in Detroit. Um, and so that, I think that also played a huge role on like my perception of the of the two different lifestyles. Um, I remember going to my first party in Lake Orion and I pull up to my friend's house, his name was Chris and the house was huge. And I was like, dude, this is crazy. Like perfect green grass, big house. You walk in and the mom's like all happy and smiling. Hey, Joshua. Like, how do you know my name? You know, I'm yeah. used to like my friend. I'm used to like going into somebody's house and like the mom's sleeping on the couch watching daytime television, you know. Right. Like, and so it was a huge culture shock, but it had a huge impact on me because I saw, I, I got to see which side I wanted to choose. Like, I, I, I don't want to live my childhood life. Like I, I got because I saw the two extremes, I got to make that choice. It gave me like the power to to make that choice because I know I know what they are, you know. And it's kind of like one of those things where if you don't know it exists, it's like I mean, how how can you like you know? Right. You know what I mean? Like no, if, for if you don't sure. know something exists, then how can you compare uh, it against compare anything. it against anything? Yeah. And so it's like because I I think if we would have stayed in Detroit, I wouldn't be here today. Wow. For sure. For how sure old were you here. when you got to see the other side of it and you got to see how wealthy people could live? It was eighth grade. Eighth grade. Eighth grade year we moved. Um, so right before high school. And, it, you know, it's it's old enough that you understand certain things, but you're still, it's it's not too old where it's like you can't teach your old dog new tricks. Like right. I, it's, mm-hmm. I'm still young enough that I'm impressionable. Like I, somebody can can say something to me or I can see something that's going to leave like a lasting impression. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, you're still kind of like in that shaping phase where, where your outside factors shape who you are as a person. And so perfect timing, eighth grade moved Lake Orion honestly changed my life. Yeah. You know, um, that, and just like my parents being who they are, you know, they got divorced when I was like probably one, but they, they have both played a big part in my life. So. They were both in your life throughout your whole yes. life. Yes. Did they ever teach you anything about finance, personal, you know, personal no. finance, investing? No. It was just, did you ever wonder that growing up? Because I remember growing up, very similar background, uh, very stark difference in contrast with mm-hmm. poor and wealthy. And remembering uh, when my parents would fight over paying rent that month and be, just being like five or six years old and being like, I don't want to worry about being able to like live on the street and being kicked yes. out, which is like something, uh, you know, six and seven year olds should never think about. Yeah. And growing up, I remember going throughout my career, I would, I would always ask people, like, what do you do with money? Like, how do you, in, do you invest it? What do you do? Because in my circles, in, you know, where the gymnasts and the acrobats, mm-hmm. they would just make a lot of money, but they wouldn't, they would just spend it all. They would live paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious if you had that kind of similar background where you'd wonder what, what these wealthy people would do for money. You just wouldn't know it at the time. You know, it's weird. I never, I never looked at them and thought, like, I wonder how they got there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got a little bit older, probably like when I was 18, 19, 20, and probably one of the most impactful experiences I had, which I, I talked about this in one of my videos, was going to this guy's house. Um, it was my, my dad's, I don't know how he met this guy. I really don't. This guy was mega wealthy though. He owned a construction company, like a commercial construction company. And we go over his house, cause my dad, they're doing some kind of project together or something, I don't know. But we got invited to his house and I remember pulling up and this house was big, big, like double door, 
you know, 12 foot doors, like double, you know, this right. huge house. And I go in and this guy is just serving up the fanciest steaks from like his kitchen, just tossing them on the grill, just feeding everybody, you know, like probably hundred plus steaks in this thing. Sure. We talked for a while when, when we were there and some of the things he said to me, I think had a huge impact on me because it showed me that he it, very similar rags to Rich's story. And it showed me that because my impression was you either are born into it or you're not born into it. Mm. And if you're not born into it, then you're kind of out of luck. Like you don't have the option to just be wealthy. There's nothing right. that you can do in life to to make yourself wealthy. It's just a matter of you got lucky to be born into this family. And I think I think a lot of people have that impression, to be honest with you. A lot of my videos are like make money kind of videos mm -hmm. because I think that's a huge part of building wealth, especially if you want it early on. Like you can invest for the next 35 years into the stock market, you know, with a 7% return in the S&P 500 and through compound interest and just by staying consistent with $500 per month, you can become wealthy by the time you retire, right? Right. Million plus. People don't want that. Right. Like most people don't want that. They want, they want to be wealthy. They want to live now. Right. And so that's a, a big, something that I saw, and I think this is what this guy showed me was like, if you want to be wealthy like really wealthy, you have to start a business. You have to do something to cr increase your income because otherwise you're just gonna be waiting around for the next 40 years to make a million dollars. When you can when you can start a business and you can make that in a year mm. or even just a few months. Right. And so it's like you, you start off with the extra, um, it takes additional work that people are very uncomfortable with. Whereas like with investing is extremely passive, especially if you're just putting it into an index fund, right? It's just passive. You just put $500 into your Roth IRA and that's it. And so it doesn't take a lot of work. It's not hard, but because of that, it's not going to happen faster. Right. It's cool. like the more value you provide, which you provide value by putting in work and trying to figure out what the market wants, the more you can do that, I think the more money finds you. Right. You know? Well, speaking of incomes, let, let's move to level two. Let's get a little more detail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah. It won't be that bad. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can feel... Oh, wow. <laughs> Okay, cool. That's not too bad. No, that's pretty bad, actually. It's that's not. It's not too bad. Oh, look. Cool. What time is it? Squeegee time. <laughs> Squeegee time. Ah. Uh, yes. Dude, I gotta do this every time. Okay, is this not incredibly fun to watch? It's a blast. I've seen every single episode. Yeah, it's, it's a bla Yeah, oh yeah, dude. Oh, it's... thank you so much. Wow. I didn't like sitting in these seats watching the squeegee. It's very satisfying, honestly. Um, for, not, for, not for Andre, but... <laughs> I'm, like, contorted. <laughs> you know, I'll get a, I'll get a view from, from this angle here. Gosh, okay. So I, that, I think this is our view. <laughs> you know what? I just realized the phone camera's also all fogged up. Adds Actually, to the full effect. I think in the wintertime, it's going to get way worse because That's yeah. true. there's such a big That's contrast. True. So true. it's going to take a lot longer for it to, to unfog. But, like, it's unfogging. There we go. Um, all right, so... True. Speaking of, so you realized that it wasn't about investing in compound interest. If you wanted to live a comfortable lifestyle today, mm -hmm. it's about increasing your income. Increasing your income. So at what point did you, well, rather, let, let's rewind. Before your YouTube channel, which we'll talk about mm -hmm. in a little bit, what were you doing before this and, and how much were you making? Okay, when I first graduated from college, which I technically didn't graduate, long story. I Same. Yeah. <laughs> it's a mess, dude. Yeah. Um, and so after college, my first job was a car salesman. Oh, it was terrible. 
It was so bad. Oh. Um, and the problem with it is, like, I have a moral compass. Like, I really do. And so I, I couldn't, as, as a used car salesman, you have to lie to people. Right. Like, at, at most of these places, you have to make up things. You have to be really good at, like, just kind of telling stories. And mm. this guy that I worked with, he, he had these commercials where he would say, ride for five, ride for five, like five pennies. Mm. And so I, we would have all these people come who didn't really have much money, had bad credit scores. They're not financially savvy. They right. just see a commercial that says ride for five. Right. And so they come and they're like, all right, I'm ready to, to drive for five. I brought my nickel. Sure. And me not being like, you know, a liar, I would just say to him, listen, I know what the commercial said, but I'm just going to be honest with you. Like you need that. You need to either have like a big down payment or you need to have a co-signer who has good credit. Otherwise, like we you're not going to ride for five. It's, just, it's not, not going to happen. Right. And they'd get mad and storm out. And so I did that a few times. I don't think that ever made it back to the front office, but there was one time where a guy, like a part of the, the deal working there was whoever came on the lot, you had to stop them and get them inside. Like right. you had to do it. No matter was, who it was. No yeah. matter what. Yeah. Under any circumstance, they have to come into the building so that we can start processing them. And so one time this guy gets there and he's not playing any games. Like he just is laser focused on one car. And so he drives in, starts walking toward that car. And my manager is watching me and he's like, Joshua, go get him. And said, okay, oh yes, sir, yes, sir. So I walk over there, sir, how are you? Welcome to this place. Um, he's ignoring me, just ignoring me, just walking to the car, looking at the car. I'm like trying to get him inside, talking to him, you know, and he turns around, walks back to his car. What made it worse is as he was walking, my manager jumped in, sir, welcome to blah, blah, blah. Uh, we'd love to, you know, talk to you about our specials, blah, blah, blah. Ignores him too, just gets in the car and leaves. Okay. So my manager says, Joshua, come with me. He's like, Superman, come with me. I said, all right. Brings me into the front, calls another manager out and says, you're fired. Get out of here. Like, get out of here. I wow. Said, okay. All right, cool. Like, it, it was like a relief almost, you know? Yeah. Because um, for some reason at that time, I just, it was weird to me. It, I still didn't fully understand the power of choice and like the power of like you just being able to put in the work to, to get results. And so it was hard for me to make that decision to leave. And so by them firing me, it was like, okay, cool. It was like a relief. I left there and worked at a staffing agency for maybe a year and a half, was making maybe 28000 a year there, like $15 an hour. Mm -hmm. um, quit there, started web developing. There's And there's some things in between. I'll skip over that, though. Sure. Uh, web developing full-time. My first year as a web developer, I actually made like close to $80,000. Wow. And here's the thing, and I always tell people this, I literally knew nothing about building websites, nothing. Mm. And so I know, like the stuff that I talk about in my videos, where I, I talk like, about a lot of side hustle things, sure. like how to make money doing, doing I'm sorry, doing various things. And um, I get comments all the time, dude, that's impossible. You can't, that's impossible. You can't make that much money that fast. And I'm like, I did it. Like, from nothing. I, 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 for, from nothing, yeah. I just went onto YouTube and for three weeks straight, I just like all day, all night, just like learned how to build websites on WordPress. Really? And then I just went and started finding so, clients and so Upwork. Did, did you put a, a resume together and no. you, you didn't? No. I built okay. a couple of like fake websites. Okay. Like clients, you know? Sure, sure. And they were real websites. Skep work. A spec work. Yeah. Yeah. And that was like my portfolio at the beginning. And I started off with like super small jobs, $5 here, $5 there, just to build up my reputation on Upwork. And uh, after a year, all my jobs were a few thousand per job, which for me, dude, like when I made my first $100 in Upwork, it was like... I say this all the time. It sounds ridiculous, but it's so true. That $100 that I made, like my first $100 was more impactful than like the first time I hit five figures on YouTube, like, like for like for a month, you know? Right. Um, 
And I believe it's going to be more impactful than I, when I hit my first six figure month. There's something about that for like realizing that I just made money on my own yep. online from home without a boss, without <laughs> having to do a job. That was really impactful. Yeah. But to answer your question, uh, if you can't tell, I'm a huge digressor. Uh, I was making $70,000, $80,000 per year for about two years prior to doing YouTube. That was through web design stuff. So what made you want to quit then? If, if you... I just wanted more. You wanted more, okay. I just wanted more, to be honest with you. Like, I just... I would see guys like Graham. I would see you. I would see all these guys on YouTube just talking about how much money they're making. And I know that sounds very like vain like i'm not doing it for the money right but at the same time let's be realistic like if you want to improve your quality of life you have to have money like it's right. just there is no there's you can't cookie cut that is you can't sugarcoat anything i you know and i think going back to what we talked about previously being in detroit like i and then seeing the contrast between those two lifestyles i could see that like i could see that more money meant more comfort now does money fix all your problems of course not right. does money make you a happier person uh, yeah, they could be argued, but for the most part, no. Sure. You know. well, well, I could relate to that story because when I started YouTube, I would watch guys like Graham, uh, Jeremy, uh, Nate O'Brien, yes. and I would watch their videos probably until 4 a.m. Dude, just same thing. Watching their yes. income updates and they're like showing their phones, making 30k a month, which was to my brain at the time, <laughs> it did it was it was so impossible, but yes. but but just possible enough to where it's like, oh, that seems reasonable. But there were other guys on the platform that would say they're making a million dollars a month, which to me was so unrealistic that I wouldn't even listen. I, there was, I wouldn't Very care. Interesting. It, so it just has to be reachable enough. And for whatever reason, that was within the 30 to 100K a month range where it was like, I totally agree. That's just, that just seems so within reach. And I, I kid you not, I would watch those videos until 4 a.m. and I would edit my videos working like 15 hour days. Yep. And just it, that's the fuel that kept me so inspired yes. to put in the crazy hours now that's not what that's not the reason that i did youtube i told myself that i would give myself one year to do something uh that was not for money it was the thing that like mm -hmm. you know that 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 question was like if money was no object what would you do mm -hmm. and i and i took that to a literal level i was like well i guess i would do youtube because that yeah. looks fun and then i did and uh you know, money was not the goal, but it was the fuel exactly. that, that made you put in that work. Exactly. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. And it's that commitment to it, the fact you were all in on it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I know with your YouTube channel, Joshua, this is your fourth YouTube channel that you've ever had. And the first three you've well, described But well, before you go into that, oh, yes, first, let, let, let's let's get the number uh, right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, how, much, how much are you making? How much did you make last year from your YouTube channel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe... My channel didn't start like really like I didn't have like my my break okay um until like November it was my first video dude for some reason. November yeah me too my really? first year in 2019 November November well, that yep. was the month same and I think I maybe made ah oh, dude I don't know maybe ten fifteen thousand okay. maybe but that was in like a month or two. That was the rest of the year. So yeah. from November to December. Yep. Yep. November, yep. Guys, November's coming up. So as of this it's, recording, maybe for <laughs> the Don't Sweater channel, November could be our big breakout month. You gotta month. start. You gotta start. <laughs> so guys, please subscribe to the channel. We appreciate you. Well, okay. So so that was last year. What yeah. about what about this this year? So I actually haven't... What's, it's weird because I haven't actually like went in and looked at the exact numbers to like calculate all of it between AdSense and sponsors and affiliates. You must have some idea. I have an idea. Yeah. It's definitely at this point close to 400. 400 grand yeah yeah so, by the end of the year though i'm it there's no reason that 
it should be over half a million. Like there's more yeah, than that. It actually. should be over half. Yeah. yeah. So, so what is that averaging? Roughly 40 K a month in ad yes. revenue Yeah. and maybe an extra between, it really varies between 15 and 20 in sponsor. Okay. I do a lot of sponsors. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Monthly in sponsorships. Yes. So, yes. so, and then, and then affiliates. So like now we have to get the full story. We have to get to level three. Yes. And, uh, level three. you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All right. How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, actually. I uh, shout, shout out to my wife really quick. I whenever we're in the car, I have the heat blasting, like this heat right here. Okay, it's like this is what it feels like in the car. She's like, we need to <laughs> turn it down. Oh, that's hot. Taste of your own medicine right now. Yeah, and so she's like, and so I told her, you know, which I didn't say this to her, but I, it's it's very similar to that where I just love being in the heat. This actually isn't too bad. It's, oh, good. It's okay. very hot. It is very hot. Yeah. yeah, but I'm not like struggling too bad. Good. Nice. So nice. well. Let's let's do some squeegees right now. One sec. Squeegee time. Alright, squeegee time. Yeah, this one's not gonna be so bad. Yeah, I'm impressed. You're handling it well. Am I? Yeah, yeah. Good. I mean really well. I'll say when well, I asked what? you right before we put on level three, I was like, let me ask you again in five seconds. <laughs> but actually five seconds later you're like, I'm chilling. Well I'm good. you know what's weird? I don't know if I'm am I sweating? Like I'm not like a big sweater. Oh. And it's like that can't possibly be that healthy. Like it's like middle of summer, <laughs> I'm just like, Yeah, I'm just dry as a bone, you know. It's, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I love puns. So when I heard I'm not a big sweater, I wanted to either be like, Are you a small sweater or are you a t shirt? <laughs> <laughs> that is Oh Jen. my gosh. Jen's humor is puns. It's, it's awesome. So so walk me through how you were able to grow on, on YouTube this year because yes. finance has been increasingly a much more difficult uh -huh. industry to break into. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because you have had three other channels before this. So this is your fourth one. Yeah. Walk us through kind of your process of what you learned from the first three and how you got to your fourth that made you successful. Yeah. It's actually technically like five. Oh, okay. there, there, when I when I made the video I made, I forgot I left out like another channel that I forgot I had ever started. I think providing value and like knowing what kind of value people want is the biggest thing. Yeah. Like when I was first getting started, you know, I would just you kind of get into the habit of because you don't know any better. You're just doing what you see other people who are bigger in your niche do. And so I was just making videos like you, like Graham, like Nate, like all these other guys who had already made it. Right. And it wasn't working for me. And I think it's just because it's, there's a, and there, there's a number of reasons why that could be the case. It's saturated, it's it's already been done. People want like original content. Right. Um, value like changes. You know, does that make sense? Like yeah. value changes with time because there, I could be making videos today that I could make next year, then they don't do as well. Right. It's because like people want- People's interests people's constantly interests change, yeah. Constantly change, right? Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, but also what's happening in the market. We're going through, recession right now we're right. going through all these different things people don't have a lot of money it's right. so like my videos about making money are doing exceptionally well right now right. relative to other videos i've made right that's the conversation right now money yeah considering exactly yeah the economy and too i think it sounds and i've, I've said this to people when people and they're like dude no way that that can't be a thing i think people honestly watch personal finance videos for entertainment yeah like even if it's a video like how to invest in the stock market where it's educational, yeah, I think a lot of people do watch it for entertainment. No, I agree. I you thought know? about this myself when like I, I love guys like MKBHD yeah. and you yeah. know uh, like Doug Demiro and uh, just a bunch of car channels where they're talking about reviewing cars or, or or phones, but like realistically, how many cars do you buy? Do you really need to watch every video they release? Yeah. I don't care to know every car's review, but I watch them because I love the creator. Exactly. And I, lo I love just hanging out with them and spending time. And that's a big thing. 
I I realized the value of not just being a content creator just for the sake of <clears throat> creating content, but to actually like create relationships with your audience is yes. huge on YouTube. Because what I realized is if you don't have a core audience of people who watch your videos, when you post a video, like the moment you post, that is, that's game time. Right. If your video doesn't perform because you don't have a strong core audience who doesn't watch your videos, the YouTube algorithm's taking, taking, taking notes. And it's yeah. like, well, only if 500 people watch this all the way through and everybody else watched 30% of it, and we're not gonna keep pushing this to a audience. But it's like, yeah. if you have a strong core audience, where when you post, it's a guarantee 50,000, 100,000 views, yeah, dude, that's gonna boost your video so much. It's, it's just true. the game of the algorithm. It really is. And if you can just understand, and it's really simple. The algorithm is so simple. Uh, uh, Mr. Beast talks about it, and he's like, if you can just get people to click on your video and get them to watch not all of it, but just even a portion of it, you're doing something right. Right. And well, you, I love his simplification. Just make good videos. Just make good videos. <laughs> just, make good videos. just make videos that. Yeah. That yes, you would want to watch, but also like. Just put some time into it. I always tell people on my videos, because a lot of people are interested in YouTube. Right. I always say, this whole, I don't, I don't agree with this whole thing of like, quality doesn't matter. I think nowadays, quality is so important on YouTube. Right. Let me draw, draw that line there, on YouTube. Right. Um, especially for long form content, because the day and age that we live in where all of our phones are taking 4K video, and that's just the norm, right. all of our expectations, all of our benchmarks are like so high now, that if you're not producing high quality content on to you know to kind of match that that minimum, right? People aren't going to take you serious. If I right. click on a video and it's it's a video of somebody and I can see their dirty clothes in their background, nobody's going to take you serious. Right. You know, it's like that's why I took time to build up my office, yeah. <laughs> right? Which I built. Now, your scratch. your backgrounds and your videos are so phenomenal. Thank you. Well Thank done. You. It's fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely, and it's true. It feels like on YouTube, especially with long form content, it's a prerequisite. To yeah. have yes. nice looking video, nice yes. sounding audio. Well, yes. We were just talking about this, and I said that quality maybe five years ago on YouTube. A hundred percent. Quality could be the thing that makes you stand out. Nowadays, everyone has quality. Everyone yeah. has some level of quality. So to me, yes. having great sound, great video is almost like removing friction and removing a variable of like mm. it's not that your video is good it's just it's not not good so i'll keep watching it assuming it's good content and yeah. it provides good good uh, value yeah and it's interesting um that you were able to capitalize on this because i feel like you removed all the friction variables away you, you got great sound great video quality great content and i feel like you came at the right place at the right time with the right voice yeah and you're reaching yeah. the right people right. who want to hear it right so i agree it's it's one of those things where you which I remember you saying this. I don't know. I watched um, uh, your your interview with Macy. Yeah, and you said some things in there, dude, that <laughs> were I don't know if you know this or not. Like it really impacted me, but they were like really profound. Yeah, um, I'm profound. One the, that's one of the things <laughs> you were talking about was was yeah. like if you can just remove those barriers, like yeah. the lighting, the camera, all this stuff that yeah. that is kind of a prerequisite to your point. The only thing you have to do is just figure out the topic, really. Like what right. content do people want to watch, and and right. how can I. Uh, uh, do that consistently in a niche. Right. Because I think you do have to niche down. You do. This whole message mm -hmm. of like, you don't have to niche and then, you know, these creators again, like 500 right. views per video. It's right. like, I, I, I've had this crazy concept and I don't know how to like vocalize it or how to quantify this idea, but maybe you can relate as a creator. And what I said was everyone in life has sort of a branding to them that we go through life. And 
Like, I don't know you personally all that well, but mm -hmm. I might have my assumptions about who you are just sure. based on looking at you. And when I watch people's videos or when anyone does, I feel like the audience almost wants to be confirmed in what their suspicion is of that person. Yeah. Almost like, like my, my friend Jill, she, she has this look about her that maybe people think she has a really simple life, mm. but she's had it really rough. And if you try to be uh, someone with wisdom to try to impart people like these lessons and these ideas, be like, I don't want to hear it from you because you look like you've had it easy. Sure. So it's almost like you have to understand and be self-aware to know what is your thing? What is your what is the world's preconsumption, pre presumption of, mm -hmm. of you as mm -hmm. a person? And if you can almost use it and spin it on its head, but be aware of it as you're doing it. Like, here's a good example for me. I feel like my presumption on YouTube is that. I'm just a normal guy. Like sure. I'm not, and that's great. Like I, I'm not special. I'm not particularly like he's really good looking. Or is he really rich or whatever it is? It's just Which a normal are. guy. Of course, I appreciate it. It's just a normal dude. And I feel like that's a big thing to be able to recognize and also be able to telegraph to people like, hey, I realize that this is what I think. Mm -hmm. My friend Lucky, for example, who's a car channel, I'm like, you look like a, a car salesman, right? And, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Sure. It can be perceived as a bad thing, but if you're aware of it you can kind of almost use it to your advantage mm -hmm. of sort of flipping the script. And I feel that's like that's, that's a big way of sort of that's good. harnessing yeah. that. Self-awareness is a really attractive trait also. I remember once talking with you, Andre, about how you made a great point. If you're just starting out your channel, and you say, for instance, and you've got, you know, your 23 subscribers. Yeah. And you say, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. Like, I've been gone. I missed an upload. Like, okay. Like, what it's guys? Not like everybody is sitting, waiting at their computer yeah, for yeah, you to yeah. upload. Right. And similarly, like you said, what guys? Right. Like, people yeah. are usually sitting at their There's computer. There's one person solo, on their phone, watching. probably. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. hey, guys, how are you all doing? It's like, it's one person. Yeah, know? because it's funny, because it's if you point. can't be honest with yourself, even in the most brutal truths, mm -hmm then why would I trust you to be honest with the content if you can't be honest with yourself? I agree with that so right? much. So you almost have to call attention to your craziest insecurities and the, the things that you're like, oh, I don't want people to know this. The world will know that. And if you can't address that, Dude, you're not getting anywhere. I It's so funny to hear you say that because it's like my wife and I, for the longest time, like have just made, made it a goal of ours to always be brutally honest with yeah. ourselves, with each other. Like you said, because if you can't be honest with yourself, first of all, people are going to see that. Right. I don't care what authenticity it, it, it rubs off in person. It rubs off through the screen. 100%. People can see it. People have a certain like discernment that it's just it's given to us. It's 100%. just inside of us that we can sense that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the reason why it's the, you can get the stereotypical used car salesman. Right. And you can have somebody who has a low IQ like myself, go to the car salesman, sure. you know, and, and recognize, uh, it's kind of sleazy. It's kind of yeah. sleazy. Something about this doesn't feel right. Right. And because of that, I'm going to retreat. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I agree, dude, like my wife and I, we have made it a point to just be brutally honest with everything that we do down to with YouTube. My first video, my second video, my third video were relatively bad compared to what they are now. Right. How did I get better? By looking at my videos and saying, these are bad. Mm -hmm. Looking at other creators who have really great content. And it's not that you're comparing it to say like, I suck. Right. You're comparing it so that you can know kind of what to aim for. Right. And if I see these guys, like a big inspiration of mine for the visual side of YouTube was Peter McKinnon. Yep. And you. Yeah, that's cool. And so like, I would just look at you guys and be like, how can I 
get that same level of quality. Right. And so I would just try and dig as much as you had one video, Andre, years ago where you showed like a very small snippet of your set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I studied that video. Oh, wow. I was like, what kind of light is he using? Yeah, like, yeah. What kind of mic is Everything he using? Everything was intentional. Everything. Fun fact, yeah. Pete and I are close. Like I've known him forever. We go way back sense. from you the guys, magic world is like that... 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, and it was so cool to see his come up. And uh, part of his success, him and Chris Ramsey, is what gave me the confidence to quit my job mm. and to maybe try my own thing because yeah. we were kind of colleagues in our own little industry it was like oh man he's yeah. always like little competitors and and his career blew up and i'm like man i'm a loser what am i doing in my life <laughs> so no P pete and i go way back and pete's just so incredibly talented he is so Absolutely. good so good For well sure. actually we got to go to level four because i want to hear what you're using your newfound wealth to invest in <laughs> yeah okay yes. yeah, yeah. 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 yeah level four talk level, level four. four you ready this is gonna I, sting i know dude i'm ready for it yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. For those of you sitting at home, it doesn't look bad. This is, it's hot. It stings. Like you said, it yeah. actually stings. I don't understand how you're so dry looking. Dude, I told you I, I don't, don't understand. I, don't I, I told you I don't sweat. Like, I don't. It's the weirdest thing. That's going to be my goal now. Like, I, like my arms are We're going to level 10. <laughs> I'm going to be dead. Hey, I'll, by I'll then. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, all this, this money you're making, are, how are you investing it? Are you managing it? Yeah. So, right now, I'm just sitting on a lot of cash. Okay. To be honest, um, I am thinking about doing a mega backdoor Roth. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I'm obviously going to start buying real estate at some point. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I'm sitting on a lot of cash. I just invested not a ton of money, but enough money. It was like, you know, maybe 10 grand. By the end of it, it'll be like 15 grand into my wife's business. Oh, she's cool. starting a uh, fine jewelry business. Oh, that's she's cool. Selling. Yeah. Solid 14 karat necklaces, bracelets, wow. uh, eventually um, earrings, and then sterling silver. Sure. So I'm super proud of her. She's just doing all the work, and I'm her first investor, her only investor. That's so cool. At some point, I better get a return on that. <laughs> it's all right. He's feeling the heat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All those awesome. ca car AC moments. He's right. getting it back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, well, awesome. for the most part, it's just um, no, I'm no, just sitting on cash, really. Okay, so you're not really in the stock market much right now. No, not really. Like other than what I've already invested, like prior to got it getting to a point where I'm clearly I'm not going to be able to invest into a standard Roth IRA. Okay. Um, but other than what I've already invested, nothing really. Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting on cash and I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens. At some point, I'm going to have to make a move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Well. You've had a kid recently, or he's, he's a couple yes. years old. About yeah, to be three years yeah, old. Three. Three. About to be so, three. So as a, as a dad now, uh, are you? How are you imparting everything you've learned throughout your life with money? How are you teaching your kids? To... That's a great question, especially because your son will be growing up yes. in a very different environment from the environment sure. you grew up in. I think my goal with that is to obviously he's going to have things that I never got to have. Yeah. He's going to be able to have certain advantages that I didn't have, but I'm, I need to do it in such a way where I don't. I don't make him weak. Right. Like he still has to be able to stand on his own too. Right. And like, you know, um, manage the money for himself one day, especially if I'm going to like pass it down to him or any of my kids really. Cause, um, my wife said I could say this, so I'm gonna go ahead and say it. We just found out we're having another one. Cool. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. He or she's wow. the size of a sesame seed right now. Aww. So. Aww. That's cute. Um, but yeah, so with all my kids, it's like, I, I obviously this is, it's, it's going to be a huge blessing. There's going to be certain advantages that they have, but I'm not just going to give them everything. Right. Like you, you have to, you still have to work right. for well, things. Well, it's, it's interesting. 
every wealthy, successful person I've ever spoken to has almost unanimously had a childhood that had has had this stark contrast between wealth and poverty. Yeah. So uh, for me anyway, if I have, <clears throat> or when I have kids, I feel like one of my strategies will be to travel with them to the poorest places in the world. Ah, that's good. Just so that they can understand how... That's good. I... I... I thought about not well, not think about we we've talked about it and it's like something we're gonna do it's like going to those types of environments yes, yes. Um, to show them like there is a different side to this right you have it's, to. it's not that you're like looking down no at not looking down but not at all it's a matter of of perception and appreciating what you have and appreciating what you have right yeah. and so it's like yeah dude I'm gonna be super wise about it um, obviously they'll have a a good life sure I'm gonna take care of them I'm gonna you know do things that I'm supposed to as a father spoil them occasionally you know i think there's nothing wrong with that like sure. the occasional I, I love buying my son just uh, a cool like you know monster truck yeah like, i got ten dollars at barnes and occasional Ro roblox see. gift card <laughs> <laughs> yeah eventually yeah doing, right yeah, yeah i want a thousand dollars you gotta work for that yeah. Yeah. actually speaking of monster truck before we move on to level five all right new potential edition you guys can let us know in the comments if you like this we have some walkie-talkies here. Oh my god! So that we can talk to Dylan, who's outside, probably sipping a pina colada yeah, in ultimate comfort as I we know. are sweating up a storm. Oh, and he's here. Okay. Hello. Hello. Do you need something? Okay. So, monster truck. Since you happen to mention monster truck, I was not expecting that. But <laughs> fun monster truck related story. The very first time that Dylan and I met each other, it was on the set of a late night talk show slash podcast okay. in Vegas that Dylan was hosting. I did a magic trick for him and asked him to draw anything he wants on a playing card and he chose to draw. Tell everybody what you chose to draw. I chose to draw a monster truck. Monster yes, truck. You drew a monster truck. We still have it on our fridge to this right. day. Level five. Level five. Please Level talk five. about anything you'd like. Promote. Promote. Level five. Oh boy. Well, obviously. One minute. Go. YouTube.com. Search Josh Romeo. Subscribe. Watch my videos. I think you'll get a lot of value. Um, oh, taking my breath away. Tell everybody, by the way, because your rise has been quick. You went yeah. from zero to 100K subs in a year. Yeah. And then went from 100K to 200K in the next five months. And how many subscribers are you at right at this moment of recording? 224. Four or five. Wow. Wow. So now as people watch back in the future when yeah, you're in the yeah, millions, yeah. they'll be like, that yeah. was, when um, was that, 224, 25? Yeah. And, oh, uh, shameless plug. Go to my wife's website, danandwaco.com. Sign up for the newsletter because once the site drops, I'm telling you, best jewelry in the world at, a, at, at a good cost. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. D-A-N-A-W-A-C-O.com. Joshua, we'll I appreciate you for, for coming on. Thank I'm you. I'm not doing too Thank bad, you. actually. You're doing really good. You're doing, you're doing way better than me because I'm about to pass out because <laughs> yeah. I am being directly <laughs> cooked over this. But... And now stick around because we're going to have a cool down conversation coming right up. Peace. Thank you. Actually, where do you think you're going to take your channel for now? Like, how do you decide what kind of videos you, you make videos about? Well, because I've noticed you're doing evergreen stuff and it's, it's doing really well. Yeah. It's mostly evergreen. It is. Which yeah. is smart because when I started, I also focused on building up a massive inventory of evergreen stuff. I noticed. And I would not touch market updates. And the reason for that is because market updates, they, as soon as they're out, yeah. give them three days, they're old news. Right. No one's going to rewatch that again. Right. So it's really smart that you are focusing on evergreen because mm -hmm. in the long term, that's what's going to... I think that's one of the reasons why 
with my current so i for the past two months i've averaged about 1.5 million views that's amazing and with those i think i think it's part of the reason why i'm getting so many views with my channel side per month per 1. month 5 yeah 1.5 million, million yeah um is because it's just it's mostly evergreen i've tried the market updates they don't perform as well that very well may change in the future yeah um but to answer your question directly though i'm just seeing what's working i heard you say something on on macy's podcast that when I was talking about in there, it was really profound. You said, and I forgot exactly how you worded it, but the way that I perceived it was that your audience kind of decides who you become as a creator, like right. the, the type of content that you make. Right. And when you said that, I was like, dude, that is so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because I've seen creators who are making a certain type of content and then they, they switch yeah. mm-hmm. because they say, this is my channel. I'm mm-hmm. going to make what I want exactly and yeah. they'll switch right. their content and it's like literally 99% drop in views right right you know and it's yeah. like you, you're building this audience because they want this certain type of content for you from you and they really do dictate the type of content that you make right and right. so it's like right now my audience just loves any type of like making money topic and you can kind of like there's some wiggle room within that where it's like I'm talking about passive income streams different side hustles things like that are doing extremely well for me relative to you know my my standard Mm -hmm. sort of baseline channel views Mm -hmm. um like everything is a green arrow right Mm -hmm. like the past several videos have just been green that's great yeah did you know when you started the channel who you wanted to make videos for did you have in your mind like i've got my friend my buddy i'm imagining he's kind of the audience avatar that's a really good question yes only because my wife is extremely intelligent and she said to me you need to be talking to somebody mm. like you have to be talking just imagine who you're talking to it has to be a real mm. person and so the person that i imagined was my brother-in-law mm. corey i i, I imagine i was talking to him because mm. he's he's the type of guy where he's just a normal guy he's not like you know really that interested in finances and things like that but he right. wants to better right. his finances mm-hmm. um but he just doesn't have the time or interest in trying to and so he would watch content like mine because he wants to learn and so that's right. who i would be thinking about and I would just be, because it's hard talking to the camera. Right. But even even in, in terms of like, you know, I, kn- I know your question is, is in regards to like who you're targeting, but even like with just the camera, talking to the yeah. camera, it helps yeah. to know who you're talking to. It right. just makes it more natural. I, yeah. I feel like from my approach, I've always been sort of fluid. At first I was very, this is passive income, it's dividends, and mm-hmm. it's more evergreen style, which I'm so glad I did. Yeah. But over time, I think people, you get less and less views if you keep making the same, same exact video. And there's only so much you can say. So you sure. have to constantly find ways to evolve. So what I found really works well is to be fluid as the kind of content you, you make videos about. Like for example, I've had comments that are like, oh, what happened to NFT videos or Bitcoin videos? And I would just say, that's just not what the market wants to see right exactly. now. And I'm not, I'm not gonna try to challenge it. I'm not gonna try to set the trend because exactly. I don't have that influence. Exactly. Whatever the internet is talking about or wants to know about is what I try to make videos about. I think that's extremely important. Yeah. And I think that's something that as a new creator, you don't really, even if you hear somebody say that, right. like somebody could be watching this and they'll hear you say that. And like, it makes sense when you hear it mm-hmm. on a very, mm-hmm. on a very like shallow level, it makes sense. But sure. on a deeper level, it's not until you've been doing it that you recognize how true that actually is. Right. And so like one of the things that I'm trying to do is not box myself in. And so like, yes, I am making a lot of making money videos, but I'll still make the occasional 
video talking about ETFs or Roths or right. whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. Just occasionally, just so I, I keep myself open to that audience, you know? Yeah. Right. Well, speaking of side hustles, what what is your recommendation? What is your top, maybe three recommendations as far as what is a good side hustle right now? For sure. Um, my first 100% is YouTube. Dude, YouTube, <laughs> the amount of opportunity that we have nowadays because of, and, and really YouTube, TikTok, any of these platforms that are going to give you opportunity. Yeah. Um, because the thing about these platforms is it helps you to build an audience. And when you have that audience, you have influence. And when you have influence, you can do things like sell courses. And I'm not saying that on like a scummy level. I, I'm not saying it in like a, that kind mean. of yeah. way. Yeah. But you're providing value still. Right. But it's just like it's so organized, it's so compact, it's so knit together that you sell it as a, as a course. Right. Um, it's really hard to do that if you don't have an audience. What are you going to do? Just do pay-per-click ads? I heard somebody say something the other day. They said YouTube's the only platform that you get paid to promote yourself. Right. That's I was a great like, point. dude, that's so true. That's a good way of looking at it. And so YouTube's first one or TikTok. You're one of the few creators I've spoken to who has said the same thing. When people have asked me that question, yeah. I would always say YouTube as well. Yeah. And it's funny because when I talk to creators, friends of mine, I would say, well, don't you think that YouTube is the best way to make side hustles right now, like money? And they're like, no, not everybody could do it. I'm like, but they they should. They should try. They should try though. And it, see, it, I it ten it like a hundred x is everything you're doing. A hundred percent. And the thing is, is like the the, the whole thing of like not every, like you. Yes, there is a certain level of confidence that you have to have going into sure, it. Sure. But there's over what five billion people on YouTube. YouTube gets like. 50 something billion views per month. Mm -hmm. There's not, if you can get, if you can just capture 0.0001% of that, yeah. yes. you're right. set. Yes. You yeah. don't think that 0.0001% of people on YouTube would be interested in your personality, even if right. it's quirky, right. even, if, even if you're shy or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Of course they are. Exactly. Of course. Absolutely. There's an audience for everyone. And the ability to scale on YouTube is pretty amazing. Yes. If you think about the amount of effort that you put into something and the potential for that to expand, as opposed to in other areas where it's limited, you know kind of this is where it caps out. This is where 100%. the max is. YouTube, it could, could keep going. That's the thing I always tell people in my videos about side hustles is like you want to find a side hustle, yes. You can do a side hustle that is just a piggy bank and you put a lot of effort into it. Like um, real estate wholesaling is a very intense. Yes. Like it takes a lot, a lot of work. Yeah. Right. It takes a ton of work. Yep. You can make a lot of money and you can stop whenever you want and you can take that money that you're making and invest it into something that's going to be more passive. Mm -hmm. um, to your point, YouTube just keeps on. If you just keep on making content, giving people what they want, giving the algorithm what it wants, it's going to keep on scaling. And like the videos that I made, the evergreen videos that I made three years ago are still getting views, but I also have another backlog of three years more worth of videos. Right. And so when you're in a situation like Ram, where you've been doing it for five years, you have right. all these videos that are just continuing to get views. The algorithm's not, not going to push older videos. Right. It will, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's YouTube like, YouTube is the dividend that keeps on giving. It really is. <laughs> it, it truly is. No, it truly is. And I personally don't think. Yeah, I remember years ago, I've been on YouTube since the beginning, dude, like since before it even became, like before Google even owned it, you know? Wow. Uh, not on it, like making videos, but watching it. Oh, watching it. it. Yeah, same, yeah. Would you say that YouTube really is a good avenue for everyone? What if, it, what if the person watching this right now, they're like, yeah, that's easy for you to say because you have a passion, you have something you like. I don't even know what I would make videos about. You just have to try stuff. Try stuff. I, you just okay. have to try stuff. I, I've tried so many things in my life. Like so many things. Like I, my first company, dude, was a 
a clothing company in college. And it's a very stereotypical story. In my dorm room, I literally learned how to sew like designs on shirts. I went to my, my wife's grandmother or fiance at the time, and she taught me how to sew. I went to her house and she taught me how to sew. And I would literally design my own shirts and I would sell them. And That's the company cool. was called Padigs. Uh, and it was, I was selling things on, on Etsy, on eBay. Um, I didn't want to do that. I didn't like it. It just, but I tried it though, and then I went on to the next thing, and the next thing, and well, I tried all these things. Well, it's fascinating because your videos are so well shot, well edited. It's lit like a cinematographer would light it. Right. So, where did you learn that? Where did you pick that up? Did you? How long have you been doing video production for? So, um, I literally learned that on YouTube. Technically, I went to school for filmmaking. When people hear that, they're like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you don't learn that there. You don't learn that in film yeah. school. It's, it's all theory. Theory, and like, that's right, yeah. And I promise you, I Study promise you. Study of history, you cinematographers. You're watching like, films learning. from, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. the first Kubrick's. ones. That's <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Yeah, and that's, that's on a lucky day. That's yeah, if you yeah, get lucky. It's, right. it's like French films and like all these films that, yeah. Right. Um, and so I didn't learn any of that in film school. It was all just through YouTube, just through watching videos. Um, was it in parallel as you were in school, you were also looking up on YouTube, the more practical no. side, or was it years after? Years after. after. I mean, I, I literally learned what you see happen over the course of like maybe six months of no me way. just like wow. spending hours no trying to like hone that. in. You're wow. telling like me right now your videos. Yes. Your, everything you know about video production has been learned in the last yes. six months. Go back and watch some of, my, some of my first videos. Yes. Yeah. Don't, try not to cringe. They're bad. In, in my opinion, are you just I, saying that to just be humble? Or are they like actually really good though? I think I think they're bad. But they're gonna no, be it's like you're, you're your own worst critic. They're going to be so good though. <laughs> I feel like I've heard. No, dude. <laughs> trust me, I've no. heard of you probably maybe even a year ago. Really? Where my friend Jeremy, financial education, actually sent me a video. Where he's like, he's like, dude, this guy's amazing. I'm like, whoa, the, the, the quality's insane. Even back then, I remember your videos were really good. Really, that's funny, yeah. dude. So you must have been learning for, I mean, probably a year. I mean, like you were playing around in, in like Premiere. I was playing around with it. I, it didn't get to, and I guess, I guess I should, yeah. It probably the, the quality started improving probably about a year ago, in my right. opinion. Right. I wasn't happy with the quality mm -hmm. until probably six months ago. Right. right. And I, I got to a point where it's like, dude. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> this this looks mean, nice. Like, how inspiring yeah. to somebody watching right now who might be new to video production to be like, whoa, if I really study this with free resources available I, on the internet, like just hop on YouTube. And, and it's something six months from now, I could be putting out incredible yes, quality. It's something stuff. I'm so passionate about because I know it's it's possible. Yeah. And like I say, and you know, you get the comments and people are like, oh, you're full of it. Right, it's just you get those kind of comments all the time. It's like I don't you're know, lying. Man. You looked pretty good one year ago. It's okay. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's oh, so yeah. good. It's so good. I don't think That's so. Great. But, now, but, to, but now though, that bookshelf scene that he has, where it's like he just looks like yes, yeah. I, dude. That, Dylan just pulled up a, a video. Great yeah. set. Yeah, great set. Yes. That's <laughs> that's nice. what it is. That's funny. It's it is though. a great set. I love it. Yeah, I, all those books. Yeah. Thank you. All those books are. There was this website called boltbook.com it's just filler mm. book there's like maybe <laughs> 50 books on there that actually it I implies own. i'm well read and educated <laughs> i'm sophisticated I know. personal finance you should listen to me <laughs> it's like a bunch cool. of like shakespeare and stuff on that i would never read this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh that's fun no they're, they're beautiful sets thank though, you seriously thank you yeah thank you are. But yeah all, all on youtube though wow yeah. all on youtube 
And you were talking earlier about the connection with your audience. And I saw that when you hit, I believe it was 100K, mm -hmm. you wanted to do something special for your audience and yes. you reached out and yes. I think did a community poll yes. saying, hey, what should I do to celebrate this? Because you guys are such an important part of it. It's I really appreciate the support. I was like, wow, that's, I think it's really cool that you. Because I, I really do care. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I recognize I literally wouldn't be here without you guys. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, this wouldn't exist, you know? Yeah. Um, it's funny that you say it though, because I have not yet done that and I'm going to. I, I, originally on the poll, I said stocks. I'm gonna give you guys stocks. I didn't realize what that actually meant until I researched oh, it. It was like, yeah. I can't just- it's Extremely uh, difficult. It's impossible nearly. Yeah. It's like, okay, I maybe give gift cards and hope yes. that you buy stocks with yes. it. You better buy stocks with this, this Amex gift card. Yep. No, it would be cool if brokers had the ability to gift stocks. They do themselves, yeah. but it would be cool to right. put that as a feature from user to user. That would be user. really cool. Yeah. That'd be oh, so that great. would be great. I feel like that would be the birthday gift that you and the entire financial YouTuber yeah. circle oh, yeah. would be getting that everybody. Would, it would be, be cool. like, well, you, be there great. is a website for that. Is there? And they send you like, a, it's fake because they don't give them anymore, obviously, but they send you like a certificate and everything. It's. I oh, forgot what it's like called. Like a st stock certificate. Yeah, it's, wow. they're not like super big, um, but it, there is a website that does that. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be like, happy birthday, Jeremy. Here's some tattooed chef. Right? <laughs> that would be cool. Yeah. All right, so, so YouTube has hustle number one. What's, what's side hustle number two? Um, two, definitely something else online. Uh, I would only say fans. Only fans. <laughs> yeah. I would do it if I had the looks. <laughs> I don't frown upon anyone who does only no, fans. I, don't either. I, I no. think it's awesome. I don't either. It's... It's great. Yeah, if 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 that's gonna help you to improve your quality of life, yes. If that's if as long as you're happy doing it, yeah. Do true, it. true story. Um, you know when uh, Logan Paul was fighting Mayweather in yes, Florida that one of time. Of course. So I was there at that event. Okay. I was in the second row. I was cheering for him. I was so excited. That's awesome. Girl dude. to the left of me, OnlyFans model. And I had to ask her because I ask everyone because I'm really inappropriate and I'm like, how much money do you make? What do you do? And she starts telling me the story about how she does OnlyFans and how she's had multiple accounts on like Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, because she keeps keep, uh, getting deleted. Mm -hmm. um, they don't like it. Yeah. But she told me how much money she was making. It was 300 grand a month. Yeah. It was insane. Goodness. Wild. It's I believe I'm getting it. I'm getting and one. That's, that's I'm probably getting one. not even in the top. Josh was like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm not that good. Forget YouTube. <laughs> Wrong business. Hey, Josh said he modeled once in college. Yeah, I can, so. yeah, I can do it. <laughs> so, so something else. I mean, is that okay. the, kind of the number two thing you talk about? So, something online? Is there kind of more specific? Yeah, no, there is. Um, I would say... I think Etsy, Etsy is, yeah. has a lot of potential. Yeah, huge potential. I agree because it's such they get so much traffic on the website, um, and if you can just find a niche within Etsy and just get really, really good at it, but obviously you have to do research to, to you know see that there's actually an audience for that, and there's yeah. ways to do that, of course. Sure, um, you can make a lot of money doing that. Yeah, and I've it's seen super some really, passive. Yeah, I've seen especially some really if you cool do online. Etsy stores, they're yeah. really cool. If you guys have, know someone or you do something that is a really cool side hustle, reach out. I'd love to talk to you. But yeah, yeah, it, it's it's crazy how many ways you can make money in today's world. Like I remember before I was doing YouTube, I actually had uh, an Airbnb and I really? was a super host. You talked about that yeah. in your videos, yeah. Super host on Airbnb and it was enough to pay my rent. So I was subleasing technically, which is yeah. not allowed. I mean, you can get permission from your landlord. Sure. Um, and I was doing that and my rent at the time was 11.75 a month. So 
which, which got increased to 1400 a month. But I was splitting that three ways between my girlfriend and my roommate, mm-hmm. which still lives with me. My roommate's still uh, upstairs, actually. Angelo. Angelo, yeah. Shout and out guest of the last podcast to, to as of this recording. So if you and go back a few episodes. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I, I used to do Airbnb. And it was, it was awesome because it paid for the rent. And I got to meet cool people. All I did was rent out one room. Yeah. And I, it is a, a, a lucky thing that I live in Vegas where it's, you know, it's a very touristy town. I'm sure, sure you can't do that everywhere. But right. you'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. No, I think it's awesome. Yeah. So you're saying it's not allowed as in like Airbnb doesn't want you to do it? No, uh, it's just we have a really strong uh, casino presence as far as lobby goes. So they don't really want us competing with casinos. So there's strict regulation in certain areas. It really has to be far from the strip for it to be allowed. But Airbnb was a great side hustle for sure. Airbnb is a good one. Third one that's hard because there's like so – and the thing is like – I researched so many side because I'm past the point now where yeah. I can just go to Google mm-hmm. and type in best side hustles 2022. Right. Mm-hmm. I have to get creative now. And right. so I find so many side hustles and it gets to a point where it's like, instead of just saying sell stuff on Etsy, sure. Mm-hmm. There's a hundred different things on Etsy that you can, that, that you can kind of like go down this rabbit hole and start a business with, right. you know? And so like every single thing that you look at has some potential. It's just a matter of you being creative, finding a way to stand out. There's a book years ago that I read called, um, and actually found out about it because it was Jay-Z's favorite book. And I was like, if Jay-Z's reading a book, then I have to read this book. <laughs> it's kind of good. Um, and so it's called Purple Cow. And it's from, it's, he's a well-known author. Oh, yeah, What's Seth Godin. Seth Godin. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Pur- yeah, Purple Cow. And it, it looks so good. It just talks about standing out, being the purple cow, right? Yeah. And I think that's also very important. But I think a big part of standing out is just being yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, know, you know what's an incredible side hustle? I think right now, what video production, making videos for people, because not only does it build the skill set of being able to tell stories, which is essentially what we do on YouTube. We tell stories. Yeah. We entertain. We educate. It's edutainment. Sure. But like, w- before I started YouTube here in town, I, I applied to fifty positions, and I didn't get a single interview. As a video. As, as a videographer. Okay. Um, and I had a really solid resume, but it was right before. There was this mass realization that social media was everything, mm-hmm. that we need video guys. Now it's in such demand. Everyone who's a videographer is being hired right now. Yeah. So, and, and you learned it relatively quickly. My, my friend Bernard, who is an incredibly talented videographer, he picked it up in about a year. And he's probably making like 200 grand a year wow. at least just that's doing awesome. video production Dude, in that's a awesome. year, that which is, awesome. is That's insane. so awesome. Awesome. And again, so inspiring. Like if you're watching now and you don't have video production skills to think mm-hmm. that a year from now, yes. you could be making six figures. And, and, and the barrier of entry to this industry is so low right. considering our iPhones shoot amazing quality and exactly. the information and the knowledge is all on YouTube. Go watch Peter McKinnon. Just Dude, watch the videos. That's pretty much what I learned from. Was you just watch them and study yeah. and you don't even have to learn what he's saying you right. just study the set that's it study the light that's it you just study it and then, and and then you it. kind of like reverse engineer that's what i did yeah Peter. He talks about it sometimes and i would look at your set and i would just reverse engineer how yeah. it does it take work yes it does take work yeah but is it worth it <laughs> yeah yes 100 mm-hmm. percent, it's worth it you know yeah um just reverse engineer it try to figure it out and it's all for free online I, you can take you can watch harvard business classes like online you know yeah kids mm-hmm. who pay a thousand dollars thousands of dollars Sure. Per semester to go to these classes. And granted, you're not getting the whole course, but you can still watch snippets of courses right. on YouTube. Right. You can get a taste of it for free well, on it's, YouTube. It's funny. I reverse engineered, uh, reverse engineered a lot of Pete's stuff as well back mm-hmm. in the day. And there's something about creating a set that is just normal and, and it's just like someone's bedroom. Yeah. Some guy in a room, which, is, which goes back to that know yourself. 
what are you? You're, you're, if you're an average person, I want to see you where I can see like, oh, he's, he's in his house. He's in, a, he's in a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so it's, it's almost like you have to know who you are and who you're speaking to and what that's you're good. trying to be. No, that's good because it's like it goes back to connecting with your audience. Right. The average person does want to better their life. They do want yeah. to improve their finances. And so if you can like find a way to reach that person by making it more just comfortable for them to watch and feel like they're your friend. Yeah. You know? Do you pay attention much to the overall market as far as what's happening in the sort of macro world where investments are going, where interest rates are going? Yes and no. Yes and no, okay. Um, when I was, I tried getting into sort of the market update videos. Yeah. Um, and so I was doing a ton of research and I was on top of that stuff. As of recently, I have not been just because it's, you know. Yeah. Like it's interesting to me, but it's not so interesting that I'm right. reading it by myself every single day. Right, right, right. Um, that not, being said, I still do love it though. Yeah, you know, yeah. but you're not following stocks every single day. It's just yeah. No, for me it's it's VTI. Yes. VTI and chill. Yeah. Like that's no just, bonds. <laughs> nothing like that. No bonds. No bonds. Okay. No bonds. Um, VT- any alternative uh, investments? Any collectibles? Not really. If you count gold. You you have gold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got some gold uh, gold jewelry. I'm gonna get a Rolex soon. So oh, I guess that's okay. technically which which one? I'm gonna people love getting hating on me for this i'm gonna get the um you've changed <laughs> no, not for that I'm, okay. I'm gonna get that too <laughs> yeah. no because it's such, i guess it's such a common first like rolex that people get uh the the samariner date yeah okay that's a classic yeah yeah it's to me it's just a classic time black. it looks so good nice. black yeah yeah i like the date specifically i yeah, like the yeah. chunkier look in the so that's what i'm gonna go with and i'm just kind of waiting for now yes I, I didn't realize that you that you can't just walk into the store and buy it like you buy milk right, at Walmart. Right. I didn't. I walked in and asked her, and she kind of looked at me. But then, <laughs> give me one of those. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll, I'll buy this. No. <laughs> no, seriously though, listen to this. Huh? Like, how do you buy it? You so there's two ways. You can buy it on the gray market. You're gonna pay more money. Um, although prices on the gray market are going down, it's funny. Like Rolex has its own market. It's like the markets you can watch. You know, you can go find graphs on Rolex prices. Right. Um, you can buy it in the gray market. You're taking the risk of it not being authentic and you're obviously gonna pay more for it. So the, really the only other way to buy it, if you want it to be 100% legit, this is the real, I know I'm buying a real Rolex and you're buying it at what Rolex is pricing it at, not what some third party is, you know, pushing the price up to. You just have to go to the dealer just a, an authorized dealer and, and they have to be authorized as in like Rolex has went through the process of yep. like verifying and yep. like working with these guys to, to make them authorized. H- harmless plug. My mom's an AD for Rolex. For, Is she? For Turno. Yeah. So cool. Uh, so yeah. if you guys want to watch my mom. Has Very cool. Cool. So, uh, Very yeah. cool. Um, it's, it's how she cool, was cool. able to get yeah. her, herself the Skydweller and uh, yeah, oh, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Schiffman's Jewelers. That's, that's who I'm working with right now. Yeah. Um, and so how long did you wait for the Rolex? I don't have it yet. How, when did you uh, order one? I didn't even order it yet. Oh, well, you haven't ordered it? I guess it. technically okay. it's weird because like you don't just like order it. You go in, you make a relationship, you talk to them. Um, mm-hmm. And I had the benefit of she asked me what I did. Mm-hmm. And I told her, YouTube, what do you do on YouTube finance? And she said, oh, like, do you know Graham? I said, I don't know him personally, but like I'm, I'm in that same niche. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, uh, do you watch Andre Jick? They're like, no. And she said, no, but I've, I've seen him on, <laughs> on Ice Coffee Hour. I've seen him on Ice Coffee Hour. Oh, I said, okay, cool. perfect. I'm going on his podcast next what? week. Can, hey. I, can I get a Rolex now? <laughs> am, I, am I good enough for you? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, so she, no, no, it's, she's, she's really nice. Wow. And she yeah, said, don't sweat it. You can she have the Rolex, yeah. no problem. <laughs> don't sweat it. We'll have one for you next 
next week. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this: Have you ever leveraged your YouTubeness, social medianess to get anything? Like in this case, where you could say, "Hey, I'm." That a was the first time. That was the first time. Okay. Yeah, that was the first time, and for some reason, it did not feel like slimy. Okay. I think it's just because it's authentic. I, I, it's just. I'm not lying about this. How do you present do. it? Do you just say I'm, I'm a YouTuber? I'm or? just a YouTuber. Yeah. You know, it's fun. It's cool. And yeah. if, if they ask, oh, like, what do you do? Personal finance. Does it make a lot of money? Well, since you're asked. Yeah. You know. Do you tell people if they ask, how much money do you make? Do yeah. you tell them? You tell I, them. I don't. To me, it's like, I know that's a weird thing. Yeah. I don't. I love talking about that. Me too. Mm -hmm. Well, how, how do you break it down? Do you say, like, I make this much a month, this much a year? What, what I do typically you? do monthly. Monthly. Okay. Yeah, I'll do monthly. And I'll just kind of break it down a little bit and say you know it's from ads this is from adsense this is from this um although i was talking to a gentleman which he's never going to see this because he's probably like 90 he's just not even in this space at all he could be watching he could be watching he yeah. asked me what i did at the the tattoo removal place and he comes in what do you do and i told him i'm a youtuber and he looked at me all weird a what <laughs> i said I make videos online yeah, yeah, he said, yeah. make videos the internet, <laughs> yeah, the internet. <laughs> i'm like yes sir the interwebs yeah. <laughs> the webs what is this yeah Oh, that's fine. Uh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, um, yeah, when, when I was leaving, though, the, the uh, what do they call the receptionist, they were asking me, because they wanted to do the first treatment that day. I said, I can't, because I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. um, and so the you know, conversation got started, and I told them about the podcast. And so she looked it up, and she put, she put podcasts in sauna, and you guys just popped right up. Da, 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 da. It popped right. Right, popped right up. And that's I was like, cool. that's it. Like you just typed in podcasts in sauna and it popped right up. That's cool. Awesome. Sweat. I was Dang. like, yeah, hey, we're yeah. ranking. Yeah. yeah, sweet. That's so, cool. Oh, so that's I got awesome. you two extra watchers. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> we appreciate that. <laughs> One at a so time. Yeah. One at a time. Yeah, dude, that's what it takes. It's that's funny. what it takes. Yeah. So you're not you're not it. not uncomfortable sharing publicly exactly. No. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. No, not at all. Because for me, it's like. Some people don't like that. Like when I talked about, I posted on my Instagram story. Um, when I went to the AD, she gave me like these really nice Rolex books, like two of them, they're beautiful books, like coffee table books. And on my Instagram story, I posted a picture of them and I put like, you know, I forgot what I said, uh, pending or something. And somebody messaged me and said, um, this is like disgusting. Like, I, I can't stand that you got like this. Like right. I can't, and I was like, I mean, okay. Yeah. To me, it's like I'm not doing it to flash. I'm not right. doing it like it, to me. It's a, a first of all, it's a milestone piece. Mm -hmm. I'm buying this to celebrate, like, the hard work that I put in. And so every time I see this watch, it's gonna be a reminder to me that I worked so hard to get this. Let me yeah. keep working. Mm -hmm. Let me keep going. Let me keep you know. Yes. Grinding. Um. But also, it's inspiring. When I used to watch like years ago, Graham talk about how much money he's making on YouTube. Like back in 2018, 2019, it was so inspiring for me. Yeah, same. I would yeah. watch that and say, that's amazing. I wasn't yeah. mad at him for right. making that and, and posting it, you know? Well, also, another way to look at it is uh, people have, you know, if people want to feel that way, it's, it's okay. And, and as a creator, you evolve and you adapt. And it's okay if some people don't relate to that anymore. And that's, mm -hmm. I think, perfectly normal. And I, mm -hmm. I don't think you can stay the same form of relatability with the same crowd forever. It'll, it'll always constantly right. change slowly, but slowly change. Makes sense. And I think that that's okay. Sense. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Cause it, it was something that I was, it was, that was relatively new right. to see that comment. But I would definitely be cautious about 
lifestyle inflation because it really does creep up on you so fast. Right. And YouTube is such a fickle thing that one one month you could be making a hundred grand, yes. another month you could be making. I I know it sounds like I know yeah. it seems like I might. I don't spend a lot of money at all. No, the sure, Rolex sure. was that for was sure. something that I really had to. In fact, the only reason I got it, I'm gonna blame Graham on this. Not that he said it to me directly, but mm-hmm. on his podcast like a year ago, or so he had I forgot what his name is. He does watch youtube like he's he makes videos about watches yep. mm-hmm. and on that video graham was like really pushing jack to get a watch like yes. really pushing yes, him yes, yes. Yes. and something about watching that whole video just really influenced me and i was like dude i'm gonna get i'm just gonna get one yeah, yeah. like I, I deserve it I, i'm yeah. telling you man rolexes are the gateway assets <laughs> to lifestyle inflation <laughs> it starts I, I, was, I, was so, I was so hesitant do you have, do you have one <laughs> i have one yeah oh but i got it uh, technically really really cheap um, okay. Yeah. From the guy up the corner. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, from your mom. That's right. Yeah. From my okay. Mom. I thought you were gonna say the guy up yeah. the the street up there. Yeah. He's, he's like, like hey, want to buy some sundials? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, well, I actually wanted to ask you if you were to give somebody advice at different age points, someone who's, you know, twenty five, someone who's forty five, someone who's sixty five. Do, do you have different points of advice for different age groups, or would you kind of have the same? What would you tell those people at different age points for? building wealth or investing same thing same thing same increase thing. your income yeah increase your income that's the biggest thing to me yes there's nothing wrong with investing there's nothing wrong with building wealth that way it's it's possible if you stay consistent and if the economy doesn't blow up yeah you know i mean you know like assuming that the market for the next 30 40 years the american economy is stable and our country doesn't implode on itself sure um assuming that happens if you can just invest seven percent per year into the broad market index fund or something $500 per month into a Roth IRA, tax-free millionaire, tax-free millionaire. Yeah. But who wants to wait 35 years? Some people don't care. Most people, from the comments I've seen and just from the overall feedback that I've gotten, most people want it sooner. And that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I get that. Like, I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it doesn't matter what age you are. With the internet now, anybody, who's that guy on YouTube? Who's, he's, he's a little bit older. Um, What's his name? He's personal finance. Has Mark glasses. Tilbury? Who? Mark Tilbury? Yeah, Mark. Yep. Yeah. So that's a perfect example. He could have said, uh, they're yeah, not going to listen to me. That's true. But it also works that's on the, the opposite end of the spectrum. I know guys who are super young, like 18, and they're like, people aren't going to listen to me. I'm like, dude, if you present yourself in a way, they will listen to you. Right. Most people aren't thinking about that if right. the information that you're giving them it, it makes sense it's valuable then they're going to listen to you if i'm 18 and i want to do personal finance videos i would be also highly self-aware of my age and i tried to not Im- come across as this this wise sage and i'd instead <laughs> call attention to the fact that i'm 18 it's like hey guys i'm right. 18 i don't know what right. i'm talking about but i'm learning so come join my journey well yeah. one of my and first videos ever yeah to your yeah. point was me saying that i'm growing this is this is yeah. like I'm making yes. these videos, but I am learning in the process. Yeah, I'm going to make hope. mistakes. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm exactly. going to learn alongside you. And I think that's such a cool thing to, to exactly. follow. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. I think that authenticity really shines through also. Yeah. Even when you guys were just talking about when people ask you about being a YouTuber or how much you make, I feel like sometimes it's not even about what you say, but it's about how you say it, how you come across. Yeah. Because I think when you're talking to you, it's clear that you're not saying it to be, hey, everybody, I want to brag that I have XYZ. But no, like you want to inspire people. You want to say, hey, this is possible. You can do this too. And you know, you're coming from a very genuine place. And I think that really shines through. And I think I agree with that 100%. And I, 
to Andre's point, it's like this could end at any point. And so like I need to remain humble and understand that like this is I'm not going to say it's lucky. Right. I, I don't really like that word luck. Um, it's preparation meeting opportunity. That's yeah. all luck is. So. That's all it is. Yeah. Right. And so it's like the position I'm in, I'm very grateful to be here. Yeah. Um, but I'm only here because people chose to watch me. And so it's like, how can I give back? How can I inspire people? How can I? Because giving somebody uh, uh, $10,000 is not going to help them to be wealthy. Right. Right. It's, it's the, the, the old saying, you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Teach him to fish, he'll, you know, yeah. eat the rest of his life or something. It's the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not about giving people th- um, things that have monetary value so much as much as you're teaching them ways to get that for themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank yes. you so Thank much. Thank you for so everything. much. I, Thank you. I appreciate your content. I think it's yes. needed in today's world. And, uh, you know, you're a diverse voice in, in, in I think, a time that, that matters. Mm-hmm. So, I appreciate you know, that. I hope you keep making content. And, I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited yeah. to see you continually blow up and keep growing. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you for coming out. Yes, Honored thank you be for here. being here. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate yes. it. Guys, go check out Joshua Mayo's channel. He's awesome. And thank you for watching. Thank you. Thanks for taking it.